Warning. The Christian Patriot Report is a no-holds-barred, unapologetic show that will easily trigger those that get offended by the truth. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. I'm your host, Don Gardner. And on today's show, we're going to be dealing with the terrorist attacks that Hamas committed on Israel. And we're also going to be looking at, is America truly standing behind Israel as Israel declares war on Hamas? All that and more right here on the Christian Patriot Report. You don't want to miss this. Welcome, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. I'm your host, Don Gardner. And by now, you got to be living under a rock if you don't know about these tragic attacks committed by Hamas on Israel. I mean, these attacks started circling around social media, and we start seeing the true horrors of these attacks. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Some of these attacks were extremely graphic. And you know what? Many of the videos that circulated around social media were filmed by Hamas terrorists themselves. I mean, the first thing they did is they attacked a music festival. And they were relentless in their attack, killing people, raping women, but that's just not all. Since then, more videos have been circulating. And the one that is really bad that I heard about, and I even saw the photos to prove that they have been setting people on fire. Some of them were even babies. And that they have also been beheading babies. It's absolutely sickening. But let's hear what started this whole attack. Because the first thing that Hamas did was attack a music festival. And the, their, this music festival were just a bunch of people wanting to celebrate music, wanting to listen to music, wanting to have a good time, and things quickly went south. Check this out. So many Israeli casualties from the massacre at that music festival. More than 260 bodies recovered from the scene. We're hearing from witnesses. Ian Panel is on the scene in Starot, Israel. Good morning, Ian. 
Yeah, good morning, George. We're actually only a couple of miles away from the Gaza border. And when that infiltration, that large-scale attack happened, Hamas militants came right into the centre of this town. We saw wild videos of them opening fire on civilians. Dozens were killed. And this was the police station. It was overrun by militants. The scene of a pitched battle. Many people died. But as you say, the single worst incident of this entire attack was at a party just a few miles away. This morning, a music festival in Israel packed with hundreds of young people ending in carnage. Early Saturday morning, Hamas rockets streaking overhead as people celebrated and danced. Suddenly, panic spreading as Hamas gunmen close in. Festival goers seen in videos circulating online, running for their lives, desperately fleeing for safety. All the people who got away fast were shot in their, in their car. No Mankat survived the attack by sprinting through an open field. So you just keep running because you realize that if you don't keep running, then you don't go back home. With rockets exploding overhead, Noam running for miles without food or water. She still doesn't know whether some of her closest friends made it out alive. Absolutely tragic. Those, I mean, imagine, put yourself in their situation, right? Let's just say you went to a concert, film festival, music festival, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks, breaks loose. It's definitely one of those where you got to remember to know your surroundings. Because a lot of people didn't survive that attack. And they were brutal. Because since then, we have seen what Hamas terrorists have done. And I remember, we can't show the video, but I saw a video circulating on social media of women being assaulted and that they were walking around and you could see them bleeding from the crotch area because they were violently raped by these terrorists. Those types of images are circulating around social media. Them kidnapping people and holding them hostage. Some of them even Americans. You know, there was a time when countries or enemies of America never held Americans hostage. Because you want to know why? By holding American citizens hostage, they would invoke American government's wrath if they didn't give them back. There was a time that America was feared. And some of the hostages that Hamas captured are now, we're, we, we find out, there's some Americans, there's some from other countries. What Hamas is showing the world is their true faces, who they truly are. And in these terrorist attacks, we are seeing them for who they really are. They're savages. They're barbarians. They're absolutely ruthless.
and their attacks and what they have done. They have beheaded people. Now, I understand. That's a Muslim thing. They like beheading people. But you don't do that to babies. You don't set babies on fire. And yet, Hamas terrorists, that's exactly what they're doing. So, how would you, if you were Israel, how would you respond to this? Naturally, I think you would want to go to war. And that's exactly what Israel has done. And by doing so, has now invoked the wrath of other countries. Because now, with Israel declaring war on Hamas, other countries are picking sides. Check out this report on how the media in this country is reporting on this. We go to Ashley Rodriguez, who joins us now in studio with the latest on the fighting. Ashley. So this conflict continues to grow and worsen with each day. And it's only been three days. So Saturday, Hamas attacked Israel. Sunday, Israel declared war. And then by today, countries across the globe are choosing sides. Western leaders from the UK to the US. We must counter this new axis of power. It's an evil axis of Iran, Russia, and China. Are pledging their full support to Israel, which spent Monday burying some 900 dead, including at least 11 Americans, and tending to the thousands more wounded after Hamas, with the help of Iran, attacked Israel over the weekend. The sounds of explosions and black smoke could be seen across the Gaza City skyline Monday morning after Israel retaliated with widespread airstrikes, destroying infrastructure, cutting off the area's electricity, food, fuel and water, and turning buildings into rubble. 680 Palestinians are reported dead, nearly 3,000 wounded. But Israel's response is not deterring Hamas, which continued to shoot off rockets and is now threatening to broadcast the killing of each of its hostages, estimated to be around 100 people, for every bomb Israel uses on a civilian. Israel's representative to the UN comparing the violence to the Holocaust. These savages gunned down Jewish revelers just like Nazi death squads in the 1940s. Hundreds, hundreds were butchered, their bodies mutilated and defiled. So Israel has declared war on Hamas. And with any war, there's going to be rules of engagement. So what should those rules be? Well, honestly, I hope they're not the same rules of engagement that America fought the war on terror. You remember that after 9-11-2001 when we went to Iraq, Afghanistan, we started fighting these wars. I took 20 some odd years and then we just left because, well, it was getting too expensive. I hope Israel doesn't fight this war against Hamas using those rules of engagement because what those rules of engagement did was guarantee failure. And that's not what I want Israel to do. I don't want them to fail 
in this war. I want them to succeed in this war. The rules of engagement that Israel needs is to guarantee victory. And the rules of engagement that Israel is going to need to use, you may not agree with. Because with Hamas behaving like a bunch of savages, like a bunch of barbarians, really what they're acting like is a bunch of rabid animals. And do you know how to handle a rabid animal when you come across one? Let me tell you a story. My dad, this is back when I was a teenager, my dad was doing some yard work. And there's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it is the hottest that it, was, that, that it was during that day. The sun is the brightest during that day. And he noticed a raccoon walking down the road. Now, if you know anything about raccoons, that should be the warning sign that something is wrong with that raccoon, with that animal. Because raccoons are nocturnal animals. What that means is they only come out at night because during the daytime, they can't really see very well. So to see an animal that's usually nocturnal out in the daylight like that, that's the big red flag of like, something's wrong. So he started observing this rabbit animal as it walked down the street. And he noticed foam coming out of its mouth and dripping on to the road. And he put two and two together. The raccoon was rabid. Then he noticed where this animal, this raccoon, was walking towards. This animal was going to go into a field where a bunch of kids were playing. So, what did my dad do? Did he pick up the phone and call the police and say, hey, there's a raccoon that's rabid, come get it? No, nope, not enough time for that. He did what any responsible parent would do in that situation. He went and got a sledgehammer, and he used that sledgehammer to kill the raccoon. That's what he did. Because when you come across a rabid animal, you can't reason with it. It's sick. There's only one thing you can do to a rabid animal, and that is to put it out of its misery. And Hamas terrorists are like this rabid animal. They need to be put out of their misery. And I hope that's what Israel does. Because honestly, in my humble opinion, the rules of engagement that Israel needs to use needs to ensure 100% victory, 100% death to Hamas terrorists. You need 
to eliminate this threat and wipe it out from the face of the earth because Hamas needs to go away and be eliminated from the face of the earth. You notice I'm saying Hamas terrorists and not Palestinians because there are those trying to make that connection. There is a difference between Palestinian citizens and Hamas terrorists. There is a difference. And we're going to be taking a look at that in the next segment. But it sounds to me like the leaders of America, as of right now, are going to try to push Israel to use the same failed rules of engagement that America used to fight the war on terror. And we saw how that worked, right? Didn't exactly achieve victory, right? No. Didn't exactly eliminate the Taliban, right? No, they're still around. Israel needs to eliminate Hamas, pure and simple. Because you cannot reason with a terrorist organization that the sole purpose of their life is for the destruction of Israel and death of all Israeli people. That's what Hamas, Hamas's purpose is. So, since Hamas loves Allah so much, I think Israel needs to arrange the meeting by killing as many of them as possible. And with that, we'll be right back after this. I saw what you've been posting. Hitler was right. I didn't teach you that. You hide behind your screen, spewing all this hatred and ugliness. You got something you want to say? Get out of the truck and say it to their faces. I fight because I know that millions of children are sitting somewhere in the world saying, I don't belong here. I fight because there are millions of pedophiles that exist in this world. I fight because I lead a team that knows how to fight and knows how to extract and liberate the most vulnerable children in this world. I fight because if we only rescue one child, it all will have been worth it. people are being faced with the decision. Do I bow in fear? 
or stand for truth. So it might look like it's dark. It might look like it's impossible. But I say I serve a God who deals in the impossible. You need a physical healing in your body, but I want to give you the healer, not just the healing. This is about the gospel. Don Garner from the Christian Patriot Report. We're going to see what country we're going to move to if Biden wins re-election in 2024. Canada. No, I think I'm going to stay in America after this one. But you can listen to the Christian Patriot Report at dongarner.weebly.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. We are talking about these tragic events, this, these terrorist attacks that happened by Hamas, committed by Hamas. And we're talking about how Hamas needs to be wiped off the face of the earth, plain and simple. But what exactly did President Biden think or say about these terrorist attacks? And surprisingly... He did a pretty good job. If you haven't seen exactly what his remarks were, check this out. This was an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered, using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of being babies being killed, entire families slain, young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace, to celebrate peace. Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. And let there be no doubt, the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. These atrocities have been sickening. We're with Israel. Let's make no mistake. Thank you. I mean, for once, he actually seemed presidential. But I'm not exactly sure if President Biden would exactly support at least my rules of engagement if I was prime minister of Israel. I'm pretty sure that President Biden would have a problem with me trying to completely wipe out 
every single terrorist and every single member of Hamas, I don't think President Biden would go along with that. But, mark my word, that's exactly what Israel needs to do. You need to completely annihilate and remove Hamas, wipe it out from the face of the earth. You need to do that. That's how you deal with an enemy like Hamas. But he did say some other things and make some other remarks. So let's listen to exactly what did President Biden also say. Check this out. This attack uh, was uh, a campaign of pure cruelty. Not, not just hate, but pure cruelty against the Jewish people. And I would argue it's the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust. We're surging additional military assistance to the Israeli Defense Force, including ammunition, interceptors to replenish the Iron Dome, and we've moved the U.S. carrier fleet to the Eastern Mediterranean, and we're sending more fighter jets there in that region. I've known Bibi for over 40 years, in a very frank relationship. I know him well. And the one thing that I did say that it is really important that Israel, with all the anger, frustration, and just do not explain it, that exists, is that they operate by the rules of war. The rules of war. And there are rules of war. So why do I feel so deeply about this? It's not about the region. I truly believe, were there no Israel, no Jew in the world would be ultimately safe. It's the only ultimate guarantee. So now Israel needs to operate by the rules of war. Whatever the heck that means. Hopefully they're not the rules that America used to fight the war on terror for the past 20 years. Because, let's face it, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Those rules of engagement didn't work. And if you analyze every single war that America ever fought, like World War II, right? Did we exactly fight with those rules of engagement? No, we didn't. We did not. We did not fight Nazis, the Japanese, the Italians. We didn't exactly fight them with those rules of engagement. We fought them under the rules of engagement of we will kill you faster than you try to kill us. We will eliminate as many of you as possible and hit you with everything we got. And hopefully you start waving the white flag and you give up. Because if you don't, we're just going to keep killing you until you do stop and wave that white flag of surrender. That's, that those were the rules of engagement that we, that we used. And guess what? It worked in that war. But let's face it, I have a tough time believing that President Biden, President Biden would like those rules of engagement. I, I, have, I, I have a tough time believing that he would go for that because you listen to other people talk about this whole conflict, and they always start bringing up, like, are you going to punish the citizens of Palestine? 
for what Hamas did. Well, look, Israel told Palestinians to leave the area. Get out. Go to Egypt. Go to some other countries. And you know what? If you take a look at what happened, Egypt is, isn't letting them in. Other Arab and Muslim countries that surround that area, are they letting them in? No. They're preventing them from entering into their country. It's like they know something that we don't know. I mean, these are, you know, this is a group of people that elected Hamas as their leaders. And now, mind you, I understand that the, the, the equivalent of that would be, well, we did elect President Biden. And, you know, hey, I'm a conservative. I'm somewhat Republican. You know, I'm a Christian. I don't exactly view President Biden as being someone I like. So if he did something really evil, you can't exactly group me because, you know, I didn't have anything to do with that. I don't support him. No, no, no. I know there are those Palestinians that are that that don't condone the attacks that Hamas committed on Israel. There's got to be some of those. But there must be a reason that Egypt and other countries are not letting them into their country. It's like they know something. Maybe it's because they know the people. Maybe they know that by now Hamas has been in control of that area enough to where the vast majority of the citizens in Palestine think and act like Hamas terrorists. And you know what? If that is true, I don't blame Egypt and other Muslim countries for not wanting to let that cancer into their country. I can understand that if that is what's happening. But what did the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, what exactly did he say about declaring war on Hamas? Check this out. Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless, once the Jewish people were defenseless, no longer. Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they've made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling. Slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children, and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. I want to thank leaders across the world who are standing with Israel today. I want to thank the people and Congress of the United States of America. In fighting Hamas, Israel is not only fighting for its own people. 
It is fighting for every country that stands against barbarism. Israel will win this war. And when Israel wins, the entire civilized world wins. Man, I really like that line he said, how Israel didn't start this, but we're going to finish it. And you know what? I hope they do. I hope. Prime Minister Netanyahu, I hope you finish this. I hope you destroy Hamas. And you know what? I would love to believe that, I'm, that the American government would be behind you, but let's be honest. I have a tough time believing that because hmm, during this time, we did just send $6 billion to Iran. I know that money was supposed to go for, what was that supposed to go for? Oh, that's right. Prisoner exchange, right? That was money we gave them for a bunch of prisoners. Yeah. But we know that Iran uses that type of, you know, that money to fund terrorist groups like, I don't know, let me think, what terrorist groups do they usually fund? Oh, that's right, Hamas. So, is there talks of America since we just sent that money? Are we going to put a freeze on that money now? Uh, no, we're not going to do that. And we should. We should freeze that $6 billion. We should probably just take that money back. We should. And I don't know why we would be sending money to Iran. Why? Why? Why are we sending money to Iran? Why are we not sanctioning Iran who funds this crap? In essence, it's like the American government is funding terrorism under Democrat rule. Ooh, that's not good. That's, that's not something you want to put on a bumper sticker and try to campaign, right, President Biden? But as the escalation of force is keeps going on, and this attack after attack from one side to the other, and Israel's now answering back and attacking back, and look, they did warn people in the Gaza Strip. They said, look, get the heck out, but... You know, Egypt won't take them. Other countries, surrounding countries aren't going to take them. But, hey, you got to realize that in any war, there's going to be casualties and there's going to be what's called collateral damage. That's just what's going to happen. And let's face it, we don't hold Hamas to the same standards that what we hold Israel to. That's like the equivalent of Hamas has brass knuckles and they're fighting Israel and you gave Israel padded gloves. And what I mean by padded, I'm talking about soft little foamy gloves. Who do you think is going to win the battle under those circumstances? It's not going to be Israel. No. If someone you're fighting has brass knuckles, guess what? You put on brass knuckles. Or you get something better than that. They show up with a knife, you show up with a gun. They show up with a gun, you show up with a missile. How the heck did America win World War II? How did we get Japanese to surrender, right? Were they going to surrender? No, they weren't going to surrender. How did we get them to surrender? Well, 
we dropped not one, but two atomic bombs on Japan. That's how we made them surrender. That's how they went. You know what? We're done. Waving the white flag. We're done. We're done. By today's standards, I can just see it now, the headlines. America is a, uh, they, they, they did the wrong thing in, a, in dropping those. They shouldn't have dropped those atomic bombs. Yeah. Uh, hey, we did. Because we had the weapons. And we used them. And it stopped World War II. Millions upon millions of lives were lost because of the Nazis and then Japan. And, uh, and then whatever that, that, that those names are. When you're going to be fighting a war like this, which Israel's going to fight, you need to eliminate your enemy as quickly as possible. And you know what? Other countries are already starting to hit Israel with the so-called hard questions about how, oh, you're not using the right rules of engagement. Listen to the president of Israel having to answer these questions. And I liked how he answered these questions, how he attacked those so-called journalists asking the so-called tough questions, right? Check this out. The collective punishment of a civilian population amounts to a war crime under international law. Uh, the U.S. has warned Israel to uphold laws of war. But please, I just answered, Becky, you haven't heard probably their reply to ITV. And I'm quite disappointed that that's what you're asking instantaneously. Haven't you seen? You've seen. You're all there. You were all there. You've seen. So now we're starting with the rhetoric about... Uh, 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 War crimes? Really? Truly? Truly? With respect, what do you mean? With respect, Truly? You see, I just said that Israel abides by international law, operates by international law. Every operation is secured and covered and reviewed legally. With all due respect, I truly believe that this comes totally out of context. Let me first of all say that there's an enormous amount of genuine, authentic sympathy for Israel and for what your country is going through right now. But listening to your answers in the last few minutes, I'm a little confused. Because on one hand you say that Israel abides by the rules of war and is very careful to avoid the loss of civilian life in the Gaza Strip. But at the same time you seem to hold the people of Gaza responsible for not trying to remove no, well, I'll Hamas. Tell you. Now, let me finish. Do you my hold question. a missile in your kitchen? in your living room. Let, can I ask my question? A missile sir? that is sent on our head here, and if there will be a siren, it's a missile from okay. that kitchen. My, my question is this, if I may. You seem to hold the people of Gaza, the civilians of Gaza, responsible for not removing Hamas, and therefore, by implication, that makes them legitimate targets. No, I didn't say that. But I did not say that. I want to make it clear. I was asked something about separating civilians from Hamas, but with all due respect, with all due respect, if you have a missile in your goddamn kitchen and you want to shoot it at me, am I allowed to defend myself? Yes. No one That's is, the situation. No one is denying the These right missiles are there. Yourself. These missiles are launched. The button is pressed. Okay. The missile comes out from the kitchen onto my children. But 
He does make a very good point about how Hamas is fighting this war. I mean, let's face it. Hamas terrorists use human shields, plain and simple. That's just what they do. You can't prevent them from doing it. So if you have a group, a terrorist organization like Hamas, who's using those types of rules of engagement, guess what? There's going to be collateral damage that's unavoidable. That's just how it is. The rules of engagement that you're going to use, if you're Israel, is going to try to destroy Hamas or your enemies as quickly as possible. And as soon as they surrender and give up, which you hope is in a couple days, a couple weeks, we're not going to try to drag this on for years. Then you then can rebuild the Gaza Strip. And honestly, if I was Israel, I would just take over the Gaza Strip again because they had it. They had the Gaza Strip at one point. Why'd they give it up? Oh, that's right, because they thought if they gave up land, they would gain peace. Well, guess what? That didn't happen, did it? No. Now, I know. Is Israel innocent in all this? I don't know. Did they do some things that maybe caused Hamas to do what they did? Look. There is nothing that will justify how Hamas is conducting themselves. Because Hamas is conducting themselves like a bunch of rabid animals. There's no way you can justify this. There's no, there's no amount of spin that you can put on this to try to put this in a good light. Have you seen the videos? Have you seen what they've done? Have you seen the atrocities that Hamas terrorists have done? And you notice I'm saying Hamas terrorists, not Palestinians, right? Because the Palestine people, they're not responsible for the attacks. The Hamas terrorists are responsible for these attacks. And it's the Hamas terrorists that need to pay for these attacks. But I'm a realist. I'll understand if some of those Palestinians happen to get in, the, in between the crosshairs, so to speak, and become collateral damage. It happens in any conflict, in every war. If you analyze every single war, you'll see there were innocent people that were killed in those uh, battles and those wars. There was all, there's always going to be collateral damage. But America and Americans need to firmly stand behind Israel in this war against Hamas. And I believe that Israel needs to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. And with that, we'll be right back after this. Nothing. Just get in the car. Let's go. Who did that? Come on. Right now. In. Get in. Right now. Let's go. Did you paint it or something? Move it. Seatbelt on. Right now. Put your seatbelt on. 
From the age of eight to the age of 35, 25 years of devil worshiping, my father was a warlock. I was groomed to come into the satanic church to be trained with witches and warlock. I went to hell as a devil worshiper and came back as a Christian. God gave me the gift to expose the enemy to the fullest. I mean, there was no reason for me in the devil's camp for 25 years of my life and know all the patterns and cycles and give me the wisdom and knowledge to expose the enemy to the church today so you can fight the good fight of faith. God put in my heart to do this amazing spiritual warfare eight weeks training with a workbook. The course is going to train you, it's going to equip you and teach you all the secrets of how the devil operates against the believer. You can be the arrow in God's quiver because when the fight starts, he can pull you out. He can launch you into the devil's camp to make havoc and destroy the works of darkness and set the captives free. Sign up for the Spiritual Warfare Bootcamp at johnramirez.org. Sign up today and learn how to take the fight to the devil. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We are freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. I'm going from a Christian Patriot Report. We're going to see what U.S. president are we? Donald Trump. Not a bad choice, but you know what? We would have handled COVID a heck of a lot better than he did. But make sure you listen to the Christian Patriot Report at dongardner.weebly.com.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. And we got to talk about this congresswoman, Rashid Talib. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but honestly, I don't care. Because she put out, outside of her congressional office, I guess in, in Washington, D.C., this Palestinian flag that absolute drove conservatives insane. Now, I personally don't have an issue with her putting that flag outside of her office. Because if you do some simple research, you'll find out she's Palestinian or of Palestinian descent, even though she was born in America. But I don't have an issue with her doing that. As a matter of fact, I, I don't care what flag she puts outside her office. I just think it's kind of funny that you put the Palestinian flag outside your office and it stands right next to the, the LGBTQ plus flag, which, let's face it, if you know anything about Palestine, if you know anything about the LGBTQ plus agenda, and community, those two things don't go together. Have you seen what happens to gays, homosexuals, I don't know, anybody who would be considered transgender, part of that LGBTQ plus community? Do you see what happens to them in Palestine? They get killed. Beheaded, murdered. That's what happens to him. So to me, when I started seeing those photos of her standing there with a big smile on her face next to the Palestinian flag, and then right next to it was the LGBTQ plus flag, I started laughing and went, man, you really are a hypocrite. You don't realize what you did. Because... The way conservatives are using this is because she puts out this flag, they're saying she supports terrorism. And you know what? With this video that then came out of this reporter chasing her down, asking her these questions, because by now we have seen the videos of the Hamas terrorists, exactly what they did, cutting the the heads off of babies, brutally raping women. We've seen those videos. You would think that this congresswoman, Tlaib, would condemn these actions. You would think she would. But here's her reaction. Check this out. Congressman, why do you have a Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel? 
Hillary Vaughn. Now, you would think it would be easy to just stop for two seconds and answer the questions and go, no, I condemn those actions. And I know it, 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 a rational individual would come to that conclusion, right? Especially if you've seen the videos of, of these, these terror, terrorist attacks. It's very easy to condemn that behavior if you're a rational person. But what is this congresswoman afraid of? It's not like, is she afraid of, I don't know, Hamas attacking her? Because I can understand why Palestinians that live under the rule of Hamas, why those that condemn these attacks, why they don't vocalize their and their objection to these attacks because you're living under their rule. You voice opinion and you're the one getting your head cut off. Guess what? You're going to stay silent because you like your head being attached to the rest of your body. That's not what's going to happen to this congresswoman, right? So it's either... She fears being attacked by Hamas terrorists or, and I really hope this is not the case. I hope this is not the truth. Because the only other conclusion I can come to is that she supports these attacks. We know she sympathizes with the Palestinian people, but maybe what she really sympathizes with is these Hamas terrorists. Because if you look at her background, not only is she a Democrat, but she's also a member of the Democrat Socialists of America. How interesting is it that many of the people who are not only Democrats, but also members of the Democrat Socialists of America are also very pro so-called Palestinian, but that's their way of being pro Hamas. Because Bernie Sanders is in the same group. AOC is in the same group. And they haven't exactly come out and vocalized their objection, except for maybe one. AOC since has. And we will see exactly what did she say. But you would think it would be easy for her to come out and condemn what Hamas has done. I mean, you would think. It'd be easy to condemn it. I mean, heck, show her the videos. Maybe she hasn't seen it. I'll give her that benefit of the doubt, but I'm pretty sure she's seen it. Because her fellow, because she, you know, if you know anything about this congresswoman, you know she's a part of what's been dubbed the squad. And one of the squad members is AOC. Ocasio, whatever, Cortez. AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, whatever. 
Yeah. A bartender who gets elected congresswoman of New York. Only in New York can something like that happen. Because let's just hear what exactly does AOC have to say about this whole situation that Palestine, Israel is in? Because we know she's really pro-Israel, right? Yeah, not really. She hasn't been in the past, but let's see what she has to say about this. Check this out. Well, I mean, I, I've made very clear that Hamas's attack is absolutely horrific and that we have to hold space for the humanity of everyone in the region here, but all of the families affected and the brutality of this violence. Uh, this, is, this is a situation of incredible trauma for Israelis, especially on Saturday, and Palestinians who have been enduring the realities of occupation for decades. And I think there needs to be space for us and the ability for us to have that real conversation, that nuanced conversation that sees the humanity of everyone impacted. I'm not going to tell you that I'm completely against what she said. I understand why she said what she says. But what she wants done when it comes to war is going to be very hard to do when you're dealing with Hamas. And I think that AOC knows that. Because AOC is going to pick any single, any moment when a, a Palestinian citizen is brutally murdered by anything, I don't know, Israel attack or whatever, as a way of saying, see, this is why Israel is wrong. But, you can't fight war this way. You're not going to be able to win a war this way. And the point of fighting Hamas is to wipe them out and to win. But to not sound so cold, because she has taken to task the senator of South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. And let's face it, I'm not the biggest supporter of Lindsey Graham either. That warmonger, oh my goodness, I would love to be able to vote him out of office. I didn't like Lindsey Graham when I lived in New York. Now I live in South Carolina, I can't stand a little you-know-what. I thought it was funny when he, when Trump came to South Carolina, came to Pickens, which apparently is Graham's backyard, so to speak, and when he came out to announce Trump, he got booed out of the arena. Well, maybe not the arena, but whatever the area was, he got booed. I laughed my butt off because that was the funniest video I ever saw because I wasn't there personally. Because you know what? Some people have to work. But to get back to AOC, she has taken him to task for what he says because let's face it Graham can run his mouth a little bit just like AOC can and he might say some things that aren't exactly the greatest like we should bomb that place back to the stone age that's something Lindsey Graham would say and I know she's taking him to task and you know what let's just see does she have any reason to really use words like ethnic cleansing and that's what Israel is doing let's see Maybe she does. Check this out. 
We're in a religious yeah. war here. I am with Israel. Do whatever the hell you have to do to defend yourself. Level the place. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez slammed Senator Lindsey Graham for discussing how Israel should respond to terrorist attacks committed by Hamas. The New York Democrat claimed the video was justifying the, quote, ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. She said, quote, this is textbook rhetoric of ethnic cleansing that cannot be accepted in any civil society, let alone the United States. Ocasio-Cortez has been a critic of the Israeli government and an advocate for Palestinians, but was forceful in her condemnation of the terrorist attacks by Hamas and the anti-Semitic rally in New York City. Graham has been a staunch advocate for Israel. The South Carolina senator criticized the Biden administration's policy towards Iran in the aftermath of the attacks in Israel. This following a report listing Iran was involved in the planning of the Hamas terrorist attack. Israel declared war against Hamas shortly after the attacks. This is the first time it has declared war since 1973. The conflict has killed at least 2,500 people in Israel and Gaza since the first terrorist attacks by Hamas, according to the Associated Press. The State Department has said that at least 25 Americans are among the dead in Israel. I do take Lindsay to task for some of the things he said. Let's face it, we're, this isn't a religious war, okay? We're not going to war with them because of their religion. They happen to be whatever the heck religion they are, Muslim, Islam, whatever, I don't care. Religion, hey, Senator Graham, religion has nothing to do with this. Right? Right, Graham? You know what I think should happen? Graham has a warrant out for his arrest from the country of Russia. And, you know, a little while ago, he made a trip to Ukraine. And I was wishing that maybe Zelensky or whoever maybe would bring him close to the Russian border and then throw his butt over the, uh, the border and give him to Russia. Because, honestly, I think we should just send Graham to Russia and have him serve some time behind bars in a Russian prison. But that's just me going on a rant. Because obviously, can't you tell? I don't like Senator Graham. But I think where AOC gets, gets it wrong is that the, the whole ethnic cleansing. Look, Israel isn't going to war with Palestine. They're going to war with Hamas which is a terrorist organization, okay, Alexandria? That's what they are. I know. I'll, I don't know if I got to speak slowly. I don't know if I got to, like, maybe order a drink. I don't know. But that's who we're fighting. That's who they have declared war with. And that's who I would be targeting. I would be targeting the leadership of Hamas, and anyone who happens to be a member of this terrorist organization. That's what I would be doing. And let's face it, if you're going to attack the leadership of Hamas, well, you're going to need America's help because the leadership of Hamas isn't anywhere near Palestine. No. If you actually take a look at who the leaders are of this terrorist organization called Hamas, they're not even in Palestine. 
They're in other countries like Turkey and Qatar. Yeah, they're in those countries. They're in five-star restaurants. I mean, sorry, not restaurants. Hotels, motels, that's where they are. Because the governments of those countries are supporting them. So Qatar and Turkey are harboring these terrorist leaders of Hamas. So you're going to need America's help because, let's face it, Israel can't do anything with them. But America can turn the screws on Turkey and Qatar and get them to, I don't know, give them up. Because that's what you need to do. You need to look at who is the leaders, who are the leaders of this terrorist organization called Hamas. And you need to eliminate them from the face of the earth. That's what you need to do. And I don't know if AOC would be 100% on board about that. Something tells me she probably wouldn't. But if I had to say something to AOC, I would just simply say to her, look, we're not going, Israel's not going to war with Palestine and the Palestinian people who don't support Hamas. We're going to war with Hamas. And once we eliminate Hamas, we then can build Palestine up or help build Palestine back. That's what you do. That's what we did in World War II when we dealt with Japan. That's what we did when we dealt with the Nazis. That's what we have done with every single war that we won. We help build the country back. But let's face it. The rules of engagement that I'm going to advocate for are not the rules of engagement that people like AOC and Democrats are going to go for. Because honestly, they're not on board with seeing Israel win this war. Because here's another dirty little secret that I'm starting to feel is happening in this country. I think the enemies that we have been fighting around the world are now here within our country. And I think many of them are holding office in our country. What I would wish for and what I think would be logical if we are Americans, is I think we should take a look at every single politician, anyone holding office, regardless of political party, and see, does any of them have ties to so-called enemies of America and real enemies of America? Terrorist organizations like ISIS, Taliban, Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, any other ties to any other terrorist organization. And if they do, then they need to be forcibly resigned from those posts. And if it's really bad, heck, start charging people with being traitors to America and to this government and putting these people behind bars, regardless of political parties.
Heck, if we do this investigation, hey, Democrats, uh, Biden administration, if we do this and we find out there are some Republicans that have ties to terrorist organizations, you'll, uh, you'll hear me be the first person that on this show I will say, those people need to resign, you need to charge them as traitors and throw them behind bars. Whoever they are, I don't care. Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, let's go through a whole laundry list, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. Let's find out who has ties to enemies. But something tells me that if we did that, there'd be a whole lot of Democrats behind bars. Because the real enemies usually get drawn towards a, politi a political party that they can align with. And let's face it, terrorists don't align with the values that the current Republican Party has. They're in more in line with the values that the current Democrat party has something to look at and there's something that I will fully support f these investigations into our politicians because we need to come to the end if we're if, if we're going to support Israel and fighting this war against Hamas we need to be careful of the enemy within our country that's what we need to do and with that We'll be right back after this. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. 6 a.m., I hear. Boom, boom, boom. And here are about six to eight military-style soldiers. With the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant! Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house half-clothed, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremism. Really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply.
when candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing had ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Perry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Woo! Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin Von Eric? More ribs. <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? Together. We can do anything. We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron clock to you. So what do you think? Like, we're alive. I love your family, Kevin. Don't be uncle? Yes, sir. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. I talked to you about something more. Dad's too tough on us. You got to say something. Baby, that's what your brothers are for. Feel that? Ah. You feel that? Ah. That's pressure. I mean, you're pushing too hard. I'm fine, Kev. Seriously, I'm just sick. I'm scared, man. You're all mad out of control. Think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal, or we are through. I told you to look out for him! I just love being out there with you guys. It's the only thing that matters to me. The Bonner will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling. border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, 
normalcy to our communities and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. I'm giving you some time to determine if you really want to come into the kingdom or if you just want to be a Christian by title. Real revival has to be both the awakening of the church and it has to be the salvation of the lost. Revival is when the world is impacted by the knowledge of the glory of God. Revival is you saying, I'm going all in for God. I'm tired of being lukewarm. Is the revival we're talking about about to happen? God preserves a remnant to bring a revival. We are not to play with sin. We are to abandon it and walk the other direction. That is called repentance. I just love that it's no longer like, oh, those are the charismaniacs, those are the theologians, those are the deliverance people, like it's all coming together. We prayed a simple prayer over this girl. I mean, she gets out of the wheelchair and she gets healed. A revival comes to revive that which was alive before and get it back to its former state. How many lives would we have lost if we just did religion as usual? I do see a holy remnant rising. That's our show for today, and we want to thank those of you that take the time to listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's Anchor, whether it's iHeartRadio, wherever it is. If you come across this show and you're listening to this show, we just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. And... The only other thing we'll ask is to follow the show wherever you're getting your podcast from. And if the podcast platform allows, please give us a five-star review, a five-star rating, and share the content with some of your friends and family members that you think will also like the show. And for those of you watching the show on our YouTube channel, on our Rumble channel, and on our BitChu channel, and on our TikTok account, which we have been uh, we have been putting up videos on our TikTok. So if you haven't subscribed to our TikTok, go check that out. But for those of you watching the show, thank you for taking the time to watch the show. 
and taking the time to enjoy the content that we've been pumping out week after week. And the only thing we'll ask is make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our BitTube channel, to our Rumble channel, and to our TikTok channel. Subscribe, check it out, and share our content. All that is 100% free and doesn't cost you a thing. And we want to thank those of you that continue to support the show and continue to watch the show and continue to listen to the show. We couldn't do this without you guys. And I know today's show, hey, when you're dealing with something like Hamas terrorists and the attacks, a lot of emotion can come from it. And I hope, you know, I remember a day when Democrats and Republicans stood together side by side, especially if we were going to be fighting a war that was justified. And honestly, looking at what has happened to Israel, I think Israel declaring war on Hamas is 100% justified in doing so. And I hope that the outcome is the complete destruction of the Hamas terrorist organization, because that needs to be wiped off from the face of the earth. 100%. It's time we need to end and put this terrorist organization out of its misery. But We'll see what happens, and only time will tell, and we'll see just how long this war is going to go on. Who knows? But the other thing that I see, and to be honest with you, I don't – I applaud President Biden for how he's handling this situation. I do. But part of me also says, look, this is now two incidences that are happening under your watch. The first one was Russia invading Ukraine. Now we have Hamas attacking Israel. And now there's rumors that China might invade Taiwan. If that happens, that's three things on your watch. Because honestly, taking a look at your policies as president, You've created what appears to be weakness in America. America weakness. And when America is weak or appears to be weak, that's when the enemies of America are going to be on the move. And those enemies are on the move. And the question is, what are you going to do to stop them? And as of right now, you haven't exactly done much to prevent the enemies of America from advancing. So maybe you might want to change your tactics, but as much as I would love for that to happen, let's be honest, you're not going to do that. Because honestly, and I'm speaking to the Democrat voters now, think about it. Do you honestly think Russia would invaded Ukraine, and Hamas would attack Israel. If, let's say, we had, instead of President Biden, President Trump? No, I don't think so. Maybe we definitely would not have had Russia invade Ukraine. Maybe Hamas, being that they're unpredictable as it is, maybe they would have attacked Israel. 
but maybe they wouldn't have because they would know that Israel has the backing of America, and a strong America prevents attacks from happening. That's how it should be, but who knows? So that's for another show. That's not for this show. So until next time, I'm Don Gardner. This has been the Christian Patriot Report. May God bless you. May God bless America. May God make America godly again. May you guys have a good rest of your week. And I'll see you guys later with another exciting edition of the Christian Patriot Report. Bye-bye, guys.